Hello and welcome to episode 215 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I like to grow food in my allotment and garden. Today should be the 8th of April 2019, but I'm a day late getting this podcast out. Reason for that is I was unwell. Uh, I do apologise to everyone for this podcast being late. I know there's a few people who were um, expecting it. <laughs> is that the right word? Anyway, it's late, so uh, I apologise for that, but I've got it out now. What are we going to talk about today? Well, I thought I'd share with you all some of my seed sowing tips that I've built up over the years. And hopefully some of you may find something of interest out of it. But before that, should we find out what I have been up to over this last week on my allotment and vegetable patch? Well, it's Friday the 5th of March today. I'm in the greenhouse again, just giving everything a nice little water. Pleased to say everything's looking really good in here. Uh, although things are moving around into different places. Now, first recording of the week. Um, it's been bad weather all week. A lot of rain, a lot of miserable, horrible weather. So I haven't been able to go down the allotment like I had planned every evening. But, hey, that's not too bad, really. It's just raining now, funnily enough. I'm even getting a bit of thunder. We had a lot of thunderstorms during the week. I don't know if anybody else had it, but I woke up one morning with a huge clap of thunder. Anyway, so yes, um, the only thing I have been doing during, during this week is putting some quail's eggs into the incubator to start incubating some more quails and hopefully get some more quails. So uh, that should be pretty fun. Today, what have I been up to today? Well, as I said, I'm just in the greenhouse at the moment. My peach tree, I can see some early signs that there are peaches growing. So that is really good. The pollinating effort that I did has paid off. I can see quite a few peaches, actually. So that's going to be really, really cool. Uh, what else have I done? I've potted up some kales into bigger pots. They just kind of needed to move on up. It won't be long until they go outside, actually, but... Hey, I'm looking forward to that too. I've also moved some plants around, both in the greenhouse and into the cold frame, my lettuces and things like that. I even put a couple of lettuces just outside uh, to see how they do. Now, this is lettuces are a variety called winter gems, so they are a winter variety. Should be fairly hardy. But we'll see how they get on outside over the next few days. Of course... There's still a chance of a frost, but so I keep some blankets and stuff to hand just in case I do need to run out there and uh, top them up. Well, that's it for today. Tomorrow I'm hoping to do a bit of work at home, uh, but let's find out if I... Well, let's go see what I've achieved tomorrow. Well, it's Saturday the 7th of March today and it's been an absolutely lovely day. A lot of hot sun around, so really, really nice. This morning I was tinkering around with my old lawnmower to see if I can get it working. Now, I've complained that my lawnmower is broken for a few weeks now and uh, I needed to do something with it. Now, I do have my second lawnmower, which is a mulching lawnmower, but my old one would collect up all the clippings. And that was important for me because I would throw all those clippings into the compost bins with all the waste from my chickens and produce some really fantastic quality compost. 
but it died last year and I haven't been able to get it running. So I, I spent a few hours, well, probably about an hour to be honest, tinkering around with that and seeing if I could get it running. Result is I cannot get it running. There's no spark. It's not a spark plug. So it's um, something else on the engine side that to do with the HT leads or whatever. It's going to cost money to fix and it's way, way too old. So not worth it. So um, I kind of threw that out through that lawnmower out now that's given me the mulching lawnmower which i did mow the lawn with and um i had a bit of a brainwave in my shed i had a garden vacuum so i followed it up with that and that collected all the clippings now i do like the effect of mulching a lawn with the, the lawn clippings but because i have a chickens and i produce a fair amount of waste it's kind of I need the lawn clippings for that so uh, that's the main reason I wanted a mower to suck everything up but I've got the garden vacuum it means it takes twice as long but hey don't mind that now I had to go out this afternoon uh, I did pop to a garden centre just to have a nose around like you do it's nice to see garden centres um, at this time of year are actually putting plants in a in places that they should be seen, or the one I'm thinking of anyway. If you've listened to my podcast about garden centres, or not my podcast, the Skinny Jean Gardens Gardener podcast or experience now, uh, where we, me and him had a couple of episodes discussing garden centres, which is ongoing, you'll see why I bring that up. When I came home, I did check on the lettuce that I did place outside last night, and they seem to be doing okay. So I'm thinking... I might actually plant those into my wooden truck tomorrow just to get them used up. After that, I just spent a bit more time. I'm watering a lot of stuff on the indoors in the potting shed and the greenhouse at the moment. They're certainly sucking up lots of water, which is a, a sign that spring is definitely here. So I spent a while doing some watering. So that's it for today. And that means hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to go down the allotment and... Uh, sort a few things out down there well it's sunday the 7th of april today it's my mum's birthday so happy birthday mum if you're listening um i'm absolutely knackered i had a night out last night with friends i don't drink so it's definitely not alcohol related but i just feel knackered um hope i'm not coming down with something anyway so this morning i went down the allotment um I was feeling knackered then and low energy, so I probably didn't put my heart into everything that I was doing. But I did run the hoe through quite a few beds and clearing out a lot of weeds. And now I've pulled out weeds where needed as well. Now it's it's not made a huge amount of difference if I'm honest, but every little bit helps at the moment. And I've just got to keep on top of what I've already done, which is something that I'm going to try and do. I then emptied out one of my compost bins of all the compost that I've produced in there. And that, I um, well, I placed some cardboard on the ground on the main bed and covered the compost over that. Part of my no-dig uh, solution, which seems to work for me here. Uh, that's emptied that first compost bin, which means I can now start filling it with the stuff from compost bin number two. Getting it rotated and hopefully I've got a bit more compost in there that can be used. But I didn't, that took quite a while. Sh um, shoveling loads of compost is actually 
quite hard work to say the least and then pulling it into a wheelbarrow and throwing it over over the beds it's quite hard work now just as i was finishing this uh a fellow allotment here and youtuber they have um there's a couple there they have a plot well they have a youtube channel called bill's two plots of heaven well he came they came up to me and they wanted some tips on their video um, creations but specifically angles and stuff so i went and had a chat with them and it, it's really got me thinking about what do people really uh, think on professional looking youtube videos or do they prefer the less professional looking ones something that we were discussing quite a bit it was very very interesting anyway so after that we came home and i, I was quite tired but i went out into my patio and i've potted up a lot of my plants that basically needed potting up these were my peppers and my tomatoes my peas my kales my cabbages and things like that that just um they were sown a few months back and they just need to go on into bigger pots and get ready to start hardening off where appropriate that did also take quite a while and it's fairly easy work to do to be honest nothing difficult i, I use multi-purpose compost I take them out of the root trainers and pop them into uh, pots, plastic pots that have been recycled, filled with multi-purpose compost, and then they'll grow on over the next few weeks. And as they get bigger, they'll probably go into bigger um, uh, pots or into the ground where appropriate. Now, we are expecting a bit of a frost still, so I don't think I'm going to work pot plants out especially the tender ones so they will mostly be staying in my greenhouse particularly the pepper and tomatoes but i did place a few more of my plants that were in the greenhouse into the cold frame and these are kind of flowery plants and some of my cabbages that are kind of well not into the cold frame for the cabbages but my flowers that were in the greenhouse for overwintering protection have gone into the cold frame and then I've moved some of my cabbages and my brassicas from my potting shed into my greenhouse. Now the potting shed is a little bit warmer so it should do okay in, uh, from here into the greenhouse where it's going to be a little bit cooler for them. Eventually, once they start really growing, they will go into the cold frame pretty soon, I think, before they get planted out. Talking of the cold frame, I removed my lettuce. Now, I spoke about these yesterday. Um, the ones that were in my wooden truck and planted on Friday, they've been going, in two days, they've pot on growth. Couldn't believe it. They're looking really, really good. So I've potted, planted out more of my lettuces. I've planted out all of them, really, just to uh, kind of use them up and get them into place. That way I've... Um, well, I've freed up a root trainer. If they don't survive, it's not the end of the world because I do have more to follow. But my main thing is that I've got them into place and that should be the end of the care for them. And hopefully soon, as long as I keep watering them, I hopefully soon we'll be able to harvest some decent lettuces to eat on over the next few weeks. Well, that's it for today. I'm hopefully going to go in and write up the weekly harvest report, but I think I need a nap before then. I feel so tired. Um, yeah, so let's crack on and do that. Well, usually this is a point where I would talk about what I've done on today, being Monday. 
or the weekly harvest report. But I'm afraid to say you're not going to get either of those today because, as I said earlier, this illness that I've had. I'm recording again this bit on the Tuesday, so I'm a daylight for this bit. But yeah, I'm I'm not there. The weekly harvest report I will write up for tomorrow and release that. There's gonna I can tell you what there's gonna be. There's gonna be chicken eggs, quail eggs, rhubarb, chard, and the usual herbs as needed. Now the rhubarb is coming in thick and thin at the moment, or thick and fast, I should say, sorry. About a kilo every week, I think. So I'm trying to find imaginative ways to use rhubarb because I think we're going to be eating a lot of it this year. Well, that's the diary wrapped up for this week. So um, let's go find out what is in the RHS calendar for this week. Well, this week's tip from the RHS Plant Grow Harvest Calendar reads, Most root vegetables can be planted around this time of year, as well as sprouts, peas, broccoli and cabbage. Yes, uh, I've got plenty of those growing in my garden. It's certainly that time of year where things are, well, things are moving along. Food is going to be grown, food is going into the ground. We're also heading into the period of that is known as the hungry gap, where there's not a huge amount of food available, but it's all worthwhile in the end. Let's get on with the main subject today. And as I said in the intro, I'll be sharing some of my seed tips or seed sowing tips that I've picked up along the year. Want to find out more? Let's go have a listen. Over the years, I've tried various techniques and methods of sowing seeds. Some have been successful and some have not. But along the way, I have learned lots of tips and tricks that really helped improve my seed germination. I think now most of us will be sowing seed. The time is about right. And I thought I would share some of my tips that I've picked up along the way with you all and see if you have any of your own tips to share with me. Now, my first tip is actually a really very obvious tip. Read the seed packet. Now that might seem obvious, but in the past I have tried growing a banana plant from seed. I didn't read the instruction packet and instead I just popped the seed into compost, watered and waited for it to grow. It didn't happen. The second time I tried to grow this banana, I read the seed packet and it told me to soak the seed in water 24 hours before planting. Well, I did that and guess what? It worked. So since then, I've made a point of always reading the little seed packets. Most seed packets will tell you when to sow, how deep to sow and all that. And it's all good information to learn. A little tip about depth that I've also picked up along the way is uh, the size of a seed can often tell you roughly how deep to sow. So if a seed is very small, take poppy, that virtually just scatters on the, the surface. Yet something like beans or pumpkins that are quite big seeds, they need to go a bit deeper. But again, that's all on the seed packet. So again, just read the seed packet and a very, very simple tip there. Now, my next tip is all about the compost. And it's one I'm sure there's going to be a lot of debate about and different opinion. Most of my seeds are started off in my potting shed in pots. And in the pots, I use seed compost with some perlite mixed in. Now, years ago, I just used multi-purpose compost and the results were okay, if I'm honest. Uh, But one year, I just decided to give seed compost a try and I got better results. So I started using seed compost from then on in. 
Then I started to add perlite and I got even better results. So now seed compost is all I use with this added perlite. Now seed compost is a really fine compost, which means that when a seed germinates, it's it can push its roots and its stem through this compost fairly easily. Seed compost is also very, very low on nutrients, so seeds will rely on its own energy stores to start off its germination and get itself to that true or that seed leaf stage. This does mean in order to grow strong plants, they will need pricking out pretty quickly. And also, because this is seed compost, I find that pricking out is very, very easy. The seed compost is so fine that the plant and the seedlings just come out of it very, very easily. No snapped roots because the the compost just falls away from the roots. It's just really, really easy. Now, I mentioned that I add perlite and I, I probably add a good handful of perlite to every 10 litres of seed compost. And I just find that the perlite, it kind of acts like a sponge. It, it holds on to moisture when it's watered and then that just slowly reduces, uh, releases that water into the compost as the compost dries out. And it just really, I've just found it really, really works. Perlite is also very, very light. So if you give your uh, seeds a blanket of perlite, like I sometimes see people do, that perlite can just be moved really easily out of the way by this seedling. Next on my list of tips is to warm the compost up before it is sown. I've suggested this to other gardeners and it's often met with some scepticism. So what I do now, if I'm planning to sow some seeds, I will fill up my seed trays uh, with the compost the day before. And I will then place these seed trays full of compost in the place where they are to grow. So that could be on the shelf or in the heated propagator. Either way, it's just going to be in that position where it's going to grow. So it's going to over the overnight and over the 24 hours, shall we say, absorb some of that latent heat from the surrounding area and become the same temperature as the outdoor area. Now a mistake I made in the past was I used compost that I had left outside overnight and this just meant that when I sown the seeds straight into this cold compost the seeds were in shock and it took them a while to kind of warm up and get going. If a seed, the compost is warm it just finds it that bit easier. It does take time to warm up compost of course. Now again, I've learned this a hard way, so um, that's something just to bear in mind. Now my next tip is actually um, another really, really obvious one. But again, I often hear of experienced gardeners forgetting what they have sown because they haven't put a label on it. Now I use a white plastic label and I use a pencil to write on this label what the seed is, what the variety is and what the date I've sown it in. I then place that label into the seed tray before I sowed seeds. I then sow the seeds and the label is there. I know what is there. Now why do I use a pencil? Well in the past I've used marker pens or sharpies but I found they do fade after a while. Pencil doesn't fade and also it can be rubbed off come the end of a season when a label is not in use and that means that that label can then be used again. Well that is four of my tips for successful seed sowing now if you've got your own opinions then please let me know you can um, leave a comment at the vegagrowerpodcast.co.uk or email me richard at the vegagrowerpodcast.co.uk and i would love to hear your tips as well
Well, that's it for this week. I'm going to wrap up now and head to bed again. Now, um, again, I do apologise that this episode has been late. I do think in the future I will be recording some podcasts just to have them standby should I not be able to record a podcast on the Monday night, just in case. So hopefully this won't happen again. And again, I do apologise. I have had texts and emails from people today who uh, wondered what has happened. So thank you very much for that. It's really nice to know that you are all thinking of me because I haven't got a podcast out. So yes, that's it for this week. Until next time, please take care and I will see you again then. Bye.